0: Good day listeners. Welcome to episode 95 of You Got This. Happy belated new year. First episode of 2024 dropping on January 14th. Nine and five adds up to 14, so that's kinda cool. Slight geek out (laughs) and certainly a great fresh start to come back to after a break and doing a wee bit of travel over the holidays. Uh, Folks who have been tuning into UGT for a while now know that this would typically be cause for me to do an extended energy reading, but Since it's MLK holiday weekend, I'm going to be conscious about that and breeze through a little energy reading in a few and also share some uplifting content featuring voices other than my own to share some different perspectives and give a boost for the mind, body and spirit in case it's helpful for anyone out there tuning in. So considering that in the spirit of keeping it real, honest and light as reasonably as possible with everything going on in the world right now, I hope everyone's feeling and healing and doing well out there, genuinely. If you're new, welcome. I appreciate having you here. And if you're a returning listener, I'm so incredibly happy to have you back. Just to make sure everyone's up to speed, you Got This slash UGT is a podcast where we explore authentic living, seeing things from a higher perspective, and how to balance taking care of yourself in the world around you. The U stands for universe or universal consciousness. And of course, it's a play on the word you with a Y, but you have permission to make the U whatever you want it to be. I'm your host, Asia Smith, And I'm a leadership educator, life coach, and intuitive healer. Listener discretion advised. This podcast is not a replacement for traditional therapy or esoteric healing modalities. On UGT, we keep it real and we keep it light. It's for entertainment purposes only. So if you need any of that. You're welcome to visit my site, you can book a session with me, and I encourage you to explore any other resources out there that you feel would be helpful for you along your authentic journey. Please do what you got to do to keep yourself well, because it matters to me, and it matters to the folks around you too. Okie dokie. So if this happens to be your first time tuning in, a blend of the real rail and the woo woo with all my quirks mixed in, simply put, is what you can expect here each and every episode on UGT. This is a 111 episode project that is the first installment of a series of creative endeavors that are slowly building up and rolling out over time as I'm navigating my own journey of authentic living. Y'all are on this ride with me and I can't prevent all the ups and downs. There might be some scary parts. Hopefully it's more of a thrill than scary, you know? but. I can assure you I'm doing my best to keep things as calm and smooth and copacetic as possible. Uh, Popularity has never been the goal here. Uh, Just a disclaimer, (laughs) it's more uh, as a host about leading by example, being unapologetically myself, again, quirks and all, spreading love, allowing folks who may not typically feel heard or understood to ironically, in this audio format, feel seen. If you feel in any way more introspective or empowered after tuning into UGT, that means I've done my job here. So I'm humbled and honored and grateful for your time and your energy, and I hope you, if you're new and returning listeners, enjoy listening. I know I already mentioned it's MLK Holiday Weekend, Uh, the actual MLK National Day of Service is on Monday the 15th, considering the current state of conflict throughout the world and recent attempts to dismantle anti-oppression initiatives. Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s life and global and universal legacy, and his mission and vision for diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging, justice, peace. (laughs) This all resonates now uh, as much as perhaps more than ever. We are long overdue for a paradigm shift in our systems, yeah? Rather than resorting to tearing people, places, things, and spaces down as a means to an end, what if conflict was explored with the intention for everybody to win as reasonably as possible? Instead, what if we built the world and each other up? On another note, each day is a fresh start and a chance to recalibrate our own vision for justice and our own definition of authentic living especially in the spirit of the new year. And ultimately the elements of Dr. King's mission were intrinsic motivations. These were cultivated from within. So that being said, how can each of us begin to nurture slash continue to nurture that energy within ourselves while also giving others permission to do the same in their own way in 2024 and beyond? Injustice, for purposes of UGT, we can stretch and say misalignment or quote-unquote clashing that stems from the inner self. Whether it's directed toward ourselves or others, that is indeed a threat to justice everywhere. Most folks out here being hostile, angry, violent, vindictive, etc. it's because they're unhappy about their own circumstances in some way, shape, or form. So what do we do about that, yeah? Where can we start? So, this curated episode features a recent CBS News interview with the renowned Oprah Winfrey, I'll have to do more of an intro about her, where she answers all these questions. She explores life lessons, travels the road to what she calls happier and highlights practical, spiritual, and uplifting mental health tips from her new book, co-authored with Harvard professor and social scientist, Arthur C. Brooks titled, Build the Life You Want, The Art and Science of Getting Happier. Caveat to that, take happy how it resonates for you. Perhaps you're already happy with certain aspects of your life, and there are others that you're focusing on this year and beyond. Uh, Maybe it's all good, and you want to sustain that and keep it going. Maybe you're not happy with where things are at, and that's okay too. By embracing the concept of happierness instead of happiness as the ultimate goal, it's not a destination that's impossible to reach. It's a journey and a direction. The pursuit is within and learning and knowing what's required to feel happy and healthy and fulfilled. That's the adventure. And it looks different for everyone. It's all about how to take agency over your life and your happiness. And that's your authentic living. But before we dive into that, I mentioned I'll breeze through an energy reading for this episode just to be conscious of the free time that some folks might be enjoying over the holiday weekend. I'm going to give you all what you need from the cards and let you do your thing and go on about your day. (laughs) So again, if you're brand new here and this all sounds foreign or strange to you right now, it's going to get clearer momentarily just for consistency and to encourage wellness As always on UGT, wanna open listeners up and also get into the groove of closing this intro out by inviting us all to take a deep breath. (sighs) Alrighty, energy is all good on my end. If you need a minute to get everything feeling good on your end feel free to pause and do what you got to do and come back when you're ready I'm gonna get my card decks I've got one tarot deck and one Oracle deck I'm gonna use for this quick reading So be startled not, (laughs) if you're new, you might hear a bit of noise in the background. And that's just me doing some additional shuffling of my card deck so we get as random of messages as possible that either fly out or gently fall out of the deck. And that's what we consider as guidance from Spirit for the Reading housekeeping items real quick. I'm a dog mama of two fur babies. Bring that up every time because I love them. (laughs) They're both very playful and full of energy. So there have been a few UGT episodes where they have made their auditory cameo uh, and I welcome it. (laughs) And in general, if I cough, sneeze, uh, maybe I bump into something, there's a thunderstorm, cars pass by outside, just life, life (laughs) life-in, for lack of a better way to put it. I pay attention to that and consider it as part of the perfectly imperfect experience uh, and being in the genuine moment for the reading. Since it's the first month of the calendar year, I'm gonna shuffle until one card comes out from my Sun and Moon Tarot deck. And uh, until I get one card from my Angels and Ancestors Oracle deck. So we have a nice balance there. That's my intention. You have permission to take what resonates and uh, leave what doesn't. Independent thinking is always welcome here, and I encourage everyone to build their intuitive muscle right along with me. So gender, for example, if that happens to come up in any of the cards, just know you could identify as male or female, which includes trans or non-binary, so perhaps gender roles don't necessarily apply for you or whoever you're thinking about, whatever energy we get to tea on (laughs) during this reading. And all that being said, it's still possible to connect yourself and your natural energy to the energy and the deeper meaning of the cards as it relates to the reading. Okay. So let's see what we get. Ooh. Okay. Finally got a card that flew out and it is... Ooh. Ooh. Okay, so we have the Three of Cups. This is the Sun and Moon Tarot deck, Three of Cups. Okay, cool. If you are new, just because it's been so long since the last episode, so you never know, (laughs) just want to make sure everyone feels like they're included and up to speed, whoever happens to be tuning in, whenever uh, you happen to be tuning in. The way that I uh, approach card readings, uh, I'll say it in that way, it's a bit non-traditional, and so I do use numerology and really tap into kind of the natural elements of the cards rather than following such a rigid structure, if you will. So, Three of Cups. Three in numerology, that represents connection. It represents creativity, self-expression. You may think of trinity or trifecta. So from the spiritual perspective, there's there's certainly some power to it, you know? Cups, that represents water in tarot. That is the element of emotions and relationships. And so three of cups typically represents good harvest. If you're thinking about connection and also that energy of emotions and relationships, it, it it's like all the different points connecting. There's a certain level of balance there. Things make sense and it's truly felt internally. And so, you know, based on the, the context of the episode today, that's how I'm interpreting the Three of Cups here. So if we're being intentional about how do we embody th- this sense of happierness for ourselves authentically in 2024 and beyond, this Three of Cups energy here Maybe this is something for you or whoever you're thinking about that is currently being embodied. So this could be confirmation from spirit that this is the theme, (laughs) this three of cups, you know, for 2024 and and beyond. So for you or whoever you're thinking about, uh, figuring out what that feeling of that Trinity trifecta, as far as that missing puzzle piece or all the points connecting, if you will, that good harvest, what does that mean for? you or whoever you're thinking about. It, it, we could even say this three of cups, it represents happierness. What does that mean? And, and that's actually, you know, interesting context as well, because I know I mentioned happierness versus happiness, the more traditional term. Overall, it's a really positive card. It could, it, it could apply, you know, for you or whoever you're thinking about that there it, it, it's three, the number three truly resonates, but that doesn't necessarily have to be the case. The energy of this card has to do with, again, connection, good harvest, some level of abundance, that's truly being felt emotionally or that has to do with relationships and that can be in any context so it could be family friends work romantic i would say positive negative neutral i think that's important for me to you know put out there take it how it resonates but since this card is upright this is you know a a positive uh you know upward moving forward you know sort of deal that we're getting from here so that's cool yeah three of cups Let's see what we get from the Angels and the Ancestors. Let me just grab that deck real quick. So Angels and the Ancestors, let's see what final message we get from Spirit to close out this reading and transition y'all into the talk. And then from there, get y'all into (laughs) the remainder of your MLK weekend slash day of service. Got a few cards <laughs> that came out. Let's see what we got. Ooh. Okay, so I have three cards, but I can I can see two of them. So I'm actually actually feeling called to just take all three <laughs> since we got the three of cups uh, with the last card. So so that's kind of cool. Gonna go with that flow with the two cards that I'm able to see uh, This is from the Angels and Ancestors Oracle. We have the Protection Guardian. The message here is drop your shields. We also have the Spirit Fox. Trust your talents in changing times. And then the third card is, ooh, we have the Medicine uh, Guardian. Be open to healing information. Okay. Okay, cool. I'm actually uh, glad that I went with all three because that that does paint the picture. Um, and, and actually kind of like the being open to healing information being what had to be, you know, flipped over or revealed. Be open to, you know, for you or whoever you're thinking about, this could be a loving and non-judgmental message from spirit to be open to the unknown or be open to exploring more especially within if there are some untapped you know uh, some untapped areas there as it relates to your own healing because that does translate to just you know how we're moving and grooving externally With drop your uh, shields, the protection guardian. uh, For me, this card is a symbol of of healthy boundaries and a loving, reassuring message from spirit that perhaps you know. With with the three of cups energy, for example, if it's currently being embodied by you or whoever you're thinking about, uh, perhaps the perspective is that that three of cups energy is what's forthcoming, or being open to that is what's needed. What may help if it paints the picture a bit better you know gives more context more clarity protection guardian drop your shields maybe it's safe for you or whoever you're thinking about to do that so perhaps adjusting certain healthy boundaries maybe that's already happened maybe it's forthcoming as you know as i mentioned but something that i do want to put out there there's a difference between healthy boundaries and walls and so if it resonates for you or whoever you're thinking about that perhaps there's healthy boundaries where it makes sense and it's healthy for those to stay up then honor those needs this could be more about walls and if there's anything to be reevaluated, or perhaps there's no longer serving you you know as it relates to the protection piece really do some intro- introspection uh around that yeah yeah in some way shape or form there's something as it relates to three of cups energy where again there's this reassurance that it's okay, you know, whatever this represents for you or whoever you're thinking about. Or, in order for there to be that abundance and good harvest, perhaps, you know, making sure that the walls aren't up only the healthy boundaries, perhaps that's what's necessary. Yeah, Spirit Fox, this is cool. Since we're in a new year, um... Trust your talents in changing times. I, yeah, that makes sense. So for you or whoever you're thinking about, this three of cups energy of the harvest, if you will, maybe that is a very fruitful connection where the talents that you or whoever you're thinking about bring to the table, whether they've been shared or expressed or not, that is something that could be quite illuminating for overall happiness. Or fulfillment so from an authentic living perspective trusting in your talents during the changing times that's a very empowering message it's or if it resonates it, it could be you know positive negative neutral maybe a challenge trusting in yourself and your abilities it's truly going to take you to that next place that next level that next connection that could be that missing puzzle piece you know as far as that abundance harvest three of cups energy something else that's actually really cool here with these three cards is you know i'm just looking more intentionally at these the protection guardian has a female as far as you know angels and ancestors the medicine guardian has a male and then the spirit fox obviously is an animal where you know can't quite tell based on the artwork that's here so i i kind of like that as well again as far as trinity trifecta all the points connecting even thinking about it from an mlk jedi (laughs) deib perspective being inclusive that sense of belonging good harvest that's honestly these cards coming out especially getting three from the angels and the ancestors and then one from the sun and moon tarot with the three of cups there's certainly a feeling of that balance uh certain parallels if you will and so that's really cool as far as this to come up during this (laughs) reading that i'm doing my very best to breeze through um Uh, Honestly, this does feel quite clear and a a lot of optimism here, too. So (laughs) if we're thinking about the world and just the conflict and some of the the turmoil that's happening, there's also a lot of of good, you know, to celebrate. But if we really are conscious about the suffering that's going on and we have empathy and compassion, it's it's I I do feel like it is some of that Three of Cups energy that, you know, maybe if it's embodied, that could help lead toward a a solution or peace peace if you will so uh, whatever that looks like to the powers that be it it could be something to consider um okay cool uh gonna gonna close out there (laughs) i hope that made sense for whoever needed to hear it and if none of it resonated for you that's quite all right just means that this little reading wasn't for you and perhaps the next one will be but i appreciate you tuning in nonetheless um I wish everyone a great week and beyond, and we'll talk soon. Now that the reading is all set, it's time for the actual talk, the talk. Oprah's mental health and wellness talk, that is. So on that note, let's dive in. Go ahead and get comfy, sit back, relax, enjoy, and we'll pick back up next episode. Be safe and stay well. Why do you think we're in a
1: happiness slump? Ooh, I will tell you, one of the most profound reasons, I think, is because everybody is looking at other people's social media, what they believe to be other people's lives, which is only a snapshot of other people's lives, and feeling envy about that. And one of the things that Arthur and I talk about in this book is that envy is the great destroyer. The happiness killer. It is the happiness killer. And so anytime you, any time you're looking at anything else with envy, you have already killed your own happiness or your ability to be happier in that moment and probably in moments to come. So I, coming from where I've come from, rural Mississippi, never imagining the life that I have, For a long time, I have felt that I had enough, even though I kept getting more. Mm -hmm. But inside myself, I feel that I am enough, which is one of the great lessons. What is at the root of most people's dysfunction is that you don't think that you're good enough. You don't think that you're worthy. You don't own your own essence and your own power.
2: You write, one must recognize that the person in control of your happiness is and forever will yeah. be you. Yeah. I wonder how would you advise, given everything that you've been through in your life and mm-hmm. talked about in your childhood, how does one take agency
1: mm. over their life and their happiness? Oh, I love this question. Um, I know this, that many of the things that have happened to you have also happened for you. And that I learned when the crisis or the challenge showed up for me, I immediately would ask, sometimes out loud, but certainly in my own conscious spirit, what is this here to teach me? And how can I get that lesson as soon as possible? And this, I guarantee you, the moment you have the conscious realization of, oh, this is why this is here, showing up to allow me to see whatever that is in your life, Mm It changes for you.
2: Mm-hmm. Unhappiness is not the enemy.
1: No, it is not the enemy. The unhappiness, and if, actually, one of the things that's so powerful, I think, about uh, what Arthur has written specifically is about how your emotions are there to allow you to feel the feel and then take the wheel of this feeling that I'm having, I'm having this feeling, and now I need to do what? And not to allow yourself to be overcome by the feeling. So you have a feeling of anger, you have a feeling of sadness, you have a feeling of disappointment. Doesn't mean you are those things, you are those emotions. And so now what am I gonna do now that I'm feeling disappointed about a certain things?
2: How did you find Arthur Brooks? During the pandemic,
1: I was in search of fuel to keep myself inspired, to keep myself open to possibility, to keep myself hopeful. And I started reading his column in The Atlantic and then looking more and more forward to that column every week on how to build a life. That column was called How to Build a Life. And then I invited him for dinner and he is the perfect person to have for dinner because you just probe his brain about all the things you've ever wanted to ask about your own emotions and Um, searching for happiness and well-being and all of that. So um, I am the kind of person, as you know, that believes that life is better when you share it, whether that's bread or information. And I called him up and I said, what you should do, I think, is take all these columns that you've written and put them in a book because I think people would really benefit from having all of that information in one space. And he said, Okay, I think that's a good idea.
2: Where did the idea come to write a book together?
1: Well, he said, why don't we write a book together? And I said, well, you're the one, you're you're the professor. You're the one who's mastered in it. And he said, well, you've mastered too. You just don't teach it in a classroom. And I thought, well, that is true. And um, so I, I, I agreed to do it for that reason. He said that when you called him, he
2: was incredulous about, you know, meeting him, talking to him. Really? Yes, he couldn't believe that Oprah was calling Arthur Brooks.
1: Yeah, and you know, sometimes that happens when I call up people for book clubs and they'll say, no, no it isn't. And I go, yes, it's Oprah, (laughs) (laughs) Oprah calling. (laughs) When we come back, Oprah tells us the
2: ingredients to happiness. So after all those interviews in many years, Mm -hmm. what did you learn from Arthur Mm -hmm. about happiness?
1: The thing that I learned from him mostly is that we are in control of our happiness and happy You get to decide whether or not you choose to be happier or not. And it's not the circumstances.
2: And why do you call it happierness? Because getting there, it's not a destination, it's a direction.
1: Yeah, I or... love that. I love that term. Yeah. Because we here in the United States, our Declaration of Independence says we have the pursuit of happiness. We think the per- pursuit of happiness, we don't think that we're just supposed to pursue it, we think we're supposed to have it. We think we're supposed to have it. It's one of the reasons why I think all of the, you know, Finland, and all of those uh, countries, Norway, that get um, high high (laughs) rankings, one of the reasons they rank so highly is because their expectation isn't up here. They are content with really a lot less than we are. So there isn't this constant pursuit that you gotta be better and better and better and better. They know when they've had enough. And for me, it's understanding that Um, The pursuit is not out here, but it's here. The pursuit is within. The pursuit is to, first of all, have a great understanding of your own identity and what is required for you to be happy. And to know the difference between your negative feelings and your emotions and your state of being. So my state of being is always a state of satisfaction, enjoyment, and purpose, which is what defines happiness. You need enjoyment, you need satisfaction, and you need purpose. So what author has also taught me is to have more fun. Mm -hmm. He, he has taught me to be more open to saying yes to experiences that I normally probably would have not said yes to.
2: So now you're going to concerts, like now, Beyonce. I'm not the Beyonce, which You don't was, normally
1: do that. I normally don't. I don't, don't go, go to, to big... concerts. I don't stay out late. I am the homebody of all time. So I have been more open just to going to different places in the world and hiking. But, mm-hmm. Also just open to, to, to saying yes uh, to life in a way that I had not been before.
2: And I think sort of distilling in so many ways what you've learned all of these years too, and the ingredients too, if you're thinking how do I get to happiness or happierness, mm. as you outline in the book,
1: family. Yeah. Friendships. Work. 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 And, and faith. faith, and faith. And faith meaning not religion, because we're not here to tell anybody about any religion you need to be, but you need a faith in something that's more transcendent than yourself. You need, if that's nature, if that's you know a walk in the park, if that's music, if that's art. I don't know how people survive without some kind of spiritual practice or some kind of acknowledgement that you are not the only thing. that matters in the world, that there is something bigger than you by whatever name you choose to call that, and that there is the mystery of life, and that you lean into that. That's key. You have enormous choice
2: to choose whatever you want to do in terms Mm -hmm. of work. So what was your intention in working with
1: Arthur Mm -hmm. on this book? My intention was to spread the message that you cannot control all of the external circumstances in your life, but you can control how you feel about those circumstances in your life. And once you recognize that you are the, it, it, it boils down to the thing that I do when I go to teach in South Africa to my girls. I always teach a class called Life 101. And at the end of that class, I leave them with the poem Invictus, which I learned when I was eight years old. The last lines are, I'm the master of my fate, I am the captain of my soul. And so what that, taking control of your emotions and not allowing your emotions to control you, taking the will, allows you to be the master of your fate and the captain of your soul. And to do that with greater happierness.
2: I love Invictus, and if I had on short sleeve shirts, you would see my goosebumps. (laughs) Really?
1: (laughs) And why did you get goosebumps?
2: I had written that down before many times, but to hear you say it, and also because the stories we learn Mm -hmm. as young children, and then the stories we tell ourselves, the songs and lyrics and poems and phrases and quotes that we repeat, what we tell ourselves becomes truth. Yes,
1: yes. It was the very first, like, Big person's poem yeah. that I mm-hmm. memorized and then gr- grew to understand what that actually means. Mm-hmm. And so being able to be the captain for yourself and master your own fate begins with mastering those emotions. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one of the most significant things that Arthur has to teach us about being happier.
2: And when we come back, Oprah tells us her first thought every morning. What makes you happy in your daily life?
1: So, 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 so many things. I have trained myself that the first thought is thank you. That is my first thought. And then I move from what do I have to do or what is this day, what day is it? Oh, I'm in New York, I'm talking to Nora later. But my first thought, no matter where I am in the world, is thank you. And that is also my last thought, going to bed. Is
2: Oprah ever envious?
1: Mm -mm. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. It's just not a part of my... Ever. I can't. I'm happy for other people's happiness. I am particularly happy when other women rise. I mean, when I heard you were going to be doing the evening news, I was so happy for you because I remember when Barbara Walters first did that with Harry Reasoner and how horribly she was treated during that time. And at the time, I was being treated horribly too, you know, by by, by even the local anchor. So for you to be able to sit at the helm in that seat, I'm nothing but happy for that.
2: Do you remember you called me? You just talked about being someone there in the unique role of being able to travel the world as a woman and tell the most important stories mm. in the world.
1: That and sounds important- like me. That sounds like yeah. me. I felt proud for you and I felt, I understood having seen this from a, you know, another perspective and been much older than you that, wow, that is a really big deal. That is a really big deal.
2: You have the gift of letting people see something that they cannot see themselves. Do I? You do. Okay, I I accept that. Yeah, I think that's your gift. I mean, that's what you do with this book. That's what you did for me at that moment.
1: I think that's why Arthur and I are so complimentary to each other because that's what I've been trying to do my entire career is help people see the fullness of themselves is holding up a mirror so you can see, even when you're looking at the most dysfunctional people that I'm talking to on the show, you can say, well, I'm not that and I don't wanna be that. And oh, if they were able to triumph over that, I could triumph over that. And so now this opportunity to do this through a book and perhaps maybe a podcast or however we can spread the word that your happiness, your happierness, is going to be up to you. And it's up to you to be the master of your fate, the captain of your soul, and most importantly, the master of your happiness. No matter what, I'm gonna be okay. And I think that's what this book helps you get to. No matter what, I can be in control of how I choose to react regardless of the circumstance.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
0: This podcast is sponsored by Authentic Service Group, an organization empowering young adults to explore their potential and achieve success genuinely through virtual life and leadership coaching, community engagement, and networking events for emerging leaders in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area and beyond. For more information, visit AuthenticServiceGroup.org. No matter what life throws your way, you got this.